You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today I am here with the full cast of characters. <laughs> I've characters. got, um, wow. yes, Pastor Matt, Pastor David, and Shauna here today, so... Um, we are going to be diving deeper into Revelation 21, um, but before we do that, we have to banter. How's everyone doing today? Great. Great. I can tell. I'm staticky. You're what? You're is staticky? that you? Yeah. yeah, you are My staticky. microphone is staticky. Oh. All right, so we'll give you a second okay. to answer. I'm great. Okay. <laughs> you can really get a hold of it. Um, I'm also great. Wow. So okay. I'm a little bit sad about the rain today. Yeah. Um, because I'm pretty sure that means our basement's going to get wet. Oh. Um, yeah, that's so. a pain. It is yeah. a pain. Uh, it, you know what? And here's the thing. I have to care about it every time it happens, even though it's Travis's bedroom, not mine. Yeah. Being a parent yeah. is hard. Adulting is hard. Yeah. 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 So that's it. Yeah. I like the rain. So. It fits my personality. Yeah. I don't it makes mind me the rain. tired. I'm glad it's watering my garden right now and I don't have to do it tonight. It fits your personality. That's awesome. And it's true. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's gonna argue with you there, David. <laughs> Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. <laughs> well oh good thing gosh. it's Tuesday. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um we I'm we're just curious, in. was that the right amount of bantering? Was yes, that what you that were looking for? Yeah, that was perfect. Okay, That's good. perfect. I'm, I appreciate you playing along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of did half a sermon on Sunday on Revelation 21. So I feel like there's probably a lot of other things that you want to say. No, really not. There's not much at all. <laughs> I think we're... Either that or like, Matt, Matt was sitting on his hands during the sermon wanting to say things too. So No, I was not. I think, I think it's all pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate David. No, no. If any book of the Bible ever was self-explanatory, it's the book of Revelation. It doesn't need any... <laughs> what more do you need, you know? Cube coming out of the sky. It's like, yeah. there you go. See, the only time so, I, I was thinking something, when you were talking about this big cube, I was like, oh, it's the Borg. The, yeah, I yeah. thought about the What's Borg before. Star Trek, the, the next oh. generation. Oh, it's oh. their spaceship is a big cube. It's, it's a big cube, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. I feel like that wouldn't be very, yeah. very aerodynamic. Well, it kind of fits with, I mean, I'm not saying Jesus would say this, but you know, like the resistance is futile. I don't think so. Okay, all right. Yeah, I got it. I'm, we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, well, yeah, there's a lot in, in 21. And, I mean, it's one of those things where we could spend time, you know, nitpicking, like, all these different things. And, and ultimately, I just want to echo something that, you know, I, I talked about in the sermon and to start it off is this. When we read Revelation, especially when we read 21 and 22, uh, is we can get into this whole idea of, well, what does this mean, and what does this represent, and, and what is this going to look like, and all of that, and, and while those are great things to maybe ponder and think about, it, it just kind of comes down to this. All of it, in my opinion, is going to be speculation to a point, because John is trying to describe something that ultimately is indescribable, 
and we're going to, you know, we can sit here for hours and debate every little detail. And it just comes down to what I said in the sermon uh, is all that should matter the most is that's where Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. You know, because when we, when we start focusing on every, everything else, we start making it more about us than about him. Because we want to start looking at, like, well, what's my mansion going to look like? And am I going to get to do this? And am I going to get to do that? And, you know, and now all of a sudden, (laughs) heaven becomes about us. Do you think we get to pick that out? I, think, I don't think we're I think you're care. missing the point of what Pastor David yeah. was just right? suggesting. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. You're over there having daydreams of a, of a of chip decorating. in Joanna Gaines' <laughs> yeah, created maybe. home for you. I, yeah, mean, um, yeah. no. I don't think we're going to care about that. You know, uh, well, and we won't. Maybe. And, at the, and, and you know, especially because how, how often do we talk about, you know, the streets of gold. This is where that's talked about, you know, that's mentioned here. And, and we get this imagery of... Uh, you know how awesome that's going to be because we're looking at it from a materialistic. We can fall into that, uh, especially when we look at the description of the city. Uh, and just to throw it out there real quick, the description of the city, all these jewels. It talks about the foundations being these different precious stones and these jewels. Here's the thing: if that's legitimately what it is, great. But when when God presents that, he we shouldn't look at it from this materialistic wealth mentality. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be so. The imagery here is not speaking about a wealth in any way. It's speaking about the holiness of God, the glory of God. John is talking in such a way, and he's presenting it in such a way, because the glory of God is that intense and beautiful, and the holiness of God is that amazing. So, so again, when we hear like the you know, um, you know, like the city is going to shine, you know, like almost like a diamond and sapphires and jasper and all this, it's like. It doesn't matter that they're precious stones. They're precious to us, but this is just revealing mm-hmm. the glory of God mm-hmm. to us. And, and right. so it's yeah. important that when we look at this, the focal point here is not us again. We're not the mm-hmm. focal point of heaven. We're not the focal point of eternity. God is. Mm-hmm. And that's what 21 shows us. The, the city is glorious because it's the holiness of God. Yeah. It's the dwelling yeah. place of God. It's not because of us. I think it's also kind of comforting, too, though, um, because I know, like, this chapter has one of my favorite, favorite things um, where it says that God himself will be with them as their God and that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. No more mourning, nor crying, nor pain. Like, I think, I know it's not about mm-hmm. us, but, man, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, extremely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is amazing. And that's, that actually reminds me of a conversation I was having uh, two weeks ago with somebody because a song... Uh, I don't even know who sings it. I don't know what the, but it's, you guys probably, you'll know it. It's that he's making diamonds out of us. You know, the mm-hmm. song I'm talking about, play it all the time. Um, yeah, that was playing one day and, and I was listening to it. It was a song. And all of a sudden I got this image of, of how much I don't like that song. <laughs> Thank you. Cause I, <laughs> it drives me. I don't like it either. And, and, and it's not because I don't like the song. I don't like what it was. And, and I don't want to say they were saying this in the song, but this was the, <laughs> As I'm listening to lyrics, it was making it out like, hey, how awesome are we? We're dust being turned into diamonds. It was right. about us. Like, it's like, wait a minute. The significance of that truth, you know, is if God's going to, you know, this whole idea. Of, it's not that we're being turned into diamonds and we're being, it's not about us. It's the diamond maker, right? It's like, mm-hmm. again, it's not about like, how awesome are we? Dust into diamonds. And it's like, no, we're not the focal point again. And so I agree. That's mm-hmm. awesome. What is this going to be like? Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. We can rejoice in that's going to happen. He's going to wipe away the tears. 
But the focal point is he's, he's the one that has the power to wipe away the tears. Yeah, he's right. the one that has the, the victory to remove that sorrow. So, yeah, we just benefit from his awesomeness is what it's really presenting. So, Yeah, and, and I think that's – I mean, there's nothing that you're saying that's, that's not 100% absolutely true. But I think the reality is that we'll have to live in that tension for a long time. Right? I mean, this is the tension we live in now, and then it's the eternal tension of, like, all we know is us, right? Like, we are self-centered people, and so we, we do live in this tension of it is all about God, and it's all about his glory and his kingdom and all of that. And at the same time, uh, we have to wrestle with, well, what does that mean for us? Because we're, we're self-focused people, um, and, and how does that play out? And then for all of eternity, we're going to enjoy this, uh, but at the same time, it's all going to be this act of, of just ridiculous worship to to God because he's the one that it's all about. And so there there is kind of that sweet tension that exists, I think, for people that are trying to grow in Christ and trying to be like Jesus uh, to, to realize it's not about me, but it has a lot to do with what I do and how I am. And and what where's that line between I'm, I'm focusing on me and I'm focusing on the glory of God and how that all exists? Like, how do you how do you differentiate that is that a question it was (laughs) so so david man maybe wow we are on fire today let's go back i should have been listening Um, (laughs) wow this is every day see this is it's a rainy day i get like energized on a rainy day let's do this i can tell sun shining and i just don't want it you know give me gloom i'm all for it No, I legitimately like lost train of thought because I just said all that. <laughs> all right. What was your question again? My my question is like like <laughs> what you're saying is is it's not about us, it's about God. Yeah. He's the focal point. Yeah. That's absolutely true. The problem that we have is that we are self-focused people and so as we grow in Christ, as we seek to glorify God, seek first his kingdom, then all the other things are added to it. All of those things is is how do we as basically self-focused, selfish people like, how do we navigate knowing that it's all about God, but that it really is too, it's, it's about us and what we do in response to him. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I don't know, that seems like a very slippery slope to be on. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, the best answer is. I can speak into something that God has been showing me a lot lately, and that is um, one of the lessons he's teaching me and how I make it more about him is he's, he's starting to show me all the ways that I feed my selfishness, how I feed my flesh. Um, and they're not, and when I say that, that's not to say like I'm running around like, Ooh, sin, you know, Mm -hmm. no, not Jimmy John's, um, or talk, what did you say? I said Jimmy Chongas. Jimmy Chongas. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, that's how I feed my flesh. That's good. I was thinking. Um, but, but that's a, that's a prime example though. If you think about it, not, just, but you think about um, the, the concept of fasting and all of that. That's something he's really impressing upon me. Um, not just with food and, and stuff like that, but just the, the, when my priority is to feed my flesh, me, like make me the priority, um, I have start, I'm starting to see how that greatly impacts my ability to surrender and submit and to focus um, and, and so he's challenging me a lot lately on, um, honestly, appetite, you know, not like just, yeah, not food, but just appetite. Like mm-hmm. what am I, what is my appetite for? Um, 
And, and so when I say that, by yielding and in many ways starving my flesh, choosing to starve my flesh, it gives God then room to enter into a place that I'm keeping full with mm, worldly things. That's good. Yeah. Right? So he's, he's And with really, things that probably aren't necessarily bad. No, no, it's just... But that's how it right. gets so easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, um, and it's something that's come through as, as we've been doing the Sunday night prayer stuff is that's kind of that example, right? It, it's, we... I don't want to say we, I'll put it on myself. I can sit here and say I desire this deeper relationship with Christ, right? Like, and I'm not saying I don't, but when the priority is me more feeding, again, my flesh, right? Lord, I want to be close to you, but I'm going to spend three hours today watching TV when I could mm-hmm. be in your word and, yeah. and talking to you, yeah. right? Um, it's like it's talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yep. It's yeah. like I'm saying I want this but I'm actually actively feeding my flesh mm-hmm. yeah. versus starving it. And, and in a way, right. purposely making it weaker so that the Holy Spirit, he has the power to overcome that no matter what. But I'm saying it's me choosing to put it in a position of, of weakness so that yeah. he then can yeah. gain access well, to the places. And I'm at the living. end of our lives, we're never going to be like, oh, man, I really wish I would have binge watched. Um, what is that show that everyone watched on quarantine, the Tiger one? Oh, the Tiger King? Yeah. Like, yeah. no one's going to say that. Yeah. You know? Like, you're never going to... Well, maybe... maybe. You I've never seen the Tiger King, I didn't, I didn't and I don't feel either. like I'm missing out. Yeah. But, you but know, honestly, you, you never regret... honestly, it's because I struggle with mullets. You never regret... <laughs> okay. You never regret the time that you spend with God yeah. and His Word. Yeah. Well, and this isn't part of, you know, Revelation 21, but since we're talking about it, if you think about it... We have, so I'm going to say something that many people would probably want to push back on just because it's, I want to push back on it. And I'm not doing great with this at all. So when I say this, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, hey, I got this all figured out and I'm doing awesome at it. But if you think about the majority of the stuff we feed our flesh with and we make excuses to allow it in our lives, go back to entertainment just for a moment. Think about all the things that we, and I do this, I seek for entertainment that are legitimately showing and revealing things that Jesus died for. Right? Like, oh, I'm going to watch this show that's all about adultery and, and, and sex and, and, and sure. you know, and, and, and I'm going to find reasons that it's okay. Mm-hmm. But those are the lifestyle choices that Jesus died for. Yep. So, so we can sit here and say, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make concessions for certain things. Right? Um, but if we really stop and think about it, I mean, isn't that an unhealthy appetite? It's like, I wrestle with this. I struggle mm-hmm. with it. I'm not, mm-hmm. and I don't do good. There's a lot of things I watch and sure. I, and I feed on. Sure. Do that, you feel like, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just, it's, uh, it doesn't bring glory to God. and doesn't give place right. for God to expand in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, the quarantine and, and just the extra time that we all had and the kind of forced us into new rhythms and such, like for me, it's definitely been eye-opening and I feel like, I've cut out some things that weren't really bad necessarily before, but weren't allowing time, the time, the extra time I wanted to be spending, you know, studying or, or whatever. And so I feel like I'm clinging to those better habits now, even as we start to get back to kind of, you know, quote unquote normal. And I feel it just is it's a much better rhythm and then like as our schedules start to slowly get busier i feel like my 
body is like revolting against that. And I want to, I just want to hang on to this um, unbusy quietness. Like it's leaked into my life enough where it feels like that's more how I should be living. Yeah, I, I think that's true, but I think we have to be careful about what it is that we're really craving. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, that that quiet, you know, me, mm-hmm. you know, it's just un, you know, infringed on by the world. Like, that's one thing yeah. um, that's nice, but that's not necessarily what God wants from us either. Right. right? He wants right, yeah. that time to inform what he wants us to be doing. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, there's there's that, like, hey— like, I want you to go outside. And, like, you talked about this Sunday. Right? I, I want you to have interactions with your neighbors. I want you right. to be so aware of the Holy Spirit that when the Holy Spirit says, hey, invite that person over to dinner, have that right. relationship, dig into that conversation, that you're, that you're not only hearing him, but that your schedule is such that that can, yeah. that can happen mm-hmm. without yeah. Well, it's allowed me to, delay. to have more margin, I yeah. feel like, yeah, in, exactly. my, in my schedule so that when something comes up and someone needs something, like, I'm not like frantically like oh, I don't have time to do that or bad because you or you're know. disappointing somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. and so I, it's just it, it, my whole mindset has is better. My answer to that would be simply this: is I think the quarantine and, and a lot of the slowdown has put us in a position where I agree with what Matt said. It's when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something. We were living in a in a lifestyle where other people were setting our expectations, other people mm-hmm. and, and entities were setting our schedules. Right? The 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 franticness of life was being dictated by other things, and we allowed it to. Now we're in a place where we we. I agree we don't shut ourselves off from from responsibility, mm-hmm. but the key word there is what is the Holy Spirit leading us yeah. to do? Instead of falling back into the trap of, oh, everything's starting back up or expectation is, I think one of the most powerful words we as Christians can hold on to as we come out of this is the word no. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I need you to do this. No. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, like unless I, you know, you know, because we, we fall into that, well, it's my responsibility or I'm supposed to think no. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And it's almost always with kids. At least it seems like for, for me and for people that I talk to, um, it's, it's, it's things mm-hmm. that their kids are committed to that they just want you to go and do and that you feel mm-hmm. like a terrible parent if you don't sign them up for and don't do. Yeah, they're going to be okay. <laughs> are you, you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> they don't have to do all the things. All the things. <laughs> well, I think that kind of teaches them, too, at a certain level, that it's okay to not have margin in your life for other things and for the most important thing. And so well, and that the way to, to be, be the way to be happy and successful is to be busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which we know is, is not yeah. uh, the way to be happy and successful. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I wrote something down. That you um, said, David. Um, It says, we spend so much time worried about collecting things of this world that when the only thing we will take with us is people. Like, I just, that really hit me really hard. Like, I know that we pour into people and that obviously, like, we're not taking possessions and stuff to, um, you know, heaven with us. But when you think about pouring into people and loving people and teaching them about God here and to know that those are the people that you're like literally bringing with you, not all of the stuff. Like, I don't know what, it's not a new concept, but it was just the way that it worded really Mm -hmm. made me think Mm -hmm. just a little bit different, I guess. It it fits a lot with Jesus' teaching of, um, 
do not store you know treasures on mm-hmm. earth where right. moth and rust destroy yep. whenever you read that you know mm-hmm. the first thing you think of is of course you know he's re- relating mm-hmm. it to treasure you know but you hear that word but then he says store for yourself treasures in heaven well again i think a lot of times in our materialistic mentality we start oh i'm gonna get a crown and we get some jewels mm-hmm. like it's that heaven's you know that we start right. thinking about it that way like those are the rewards i'm gonna get mm-hmm. The, the way to realize it is the, the only, only one that doesn't care about the rewards. Oh. Like I don't care. I just want to be there. Like <laughs> I want to do good well, here. See, but I I could care. He's I just like I will take there. a van yes. down by the river yes. in just my farm. Please house. let me be with God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the attitude we should have. Right. But but I don't. Yeah. I I think you might be in the minority there. Like. I, I do think, like mm-hmm. David's saying, like, we do think about that stuff. Yeah. Maybe not like, I mean, well, I don't ever think about, like, man, I hope I get big diamond gold rings <laughs> yeah. and a gaudy yeah. necklace. Um, well, I think as you mature in your faith, I think there's just a yeah. shift. Like, I mean, if I yeah. talk to the kids, like, yeah, that's exactly what they're yeah. thinking. I didn't even know. Like, about, I think you're like, the one that, that I learned. I didn't even know we got rewards and things. I was like, oh, sweet. But, like, yeah. I don't care. <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. the thing that we have to understand about the rewards is that they're not necessarily tangible Sure. Like, well, right. I'm going to put that in sure. my pocket. Is it like rewards. seeing the fruit of your ministry on earth, maybe, part I, of it? I mean, I think there's part of that. I, I think, you know, the reward... That would be cool. I, I think the reward mm-hmm. is knowing that that your ministry, your life had value yeah. to God. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. it did something for the kingdom of God. Because, yeah. because you know, if you strip it all away, what do we, we want to love God more than anything else. Yeah. We want to mm-hmm. serve him. Like, David, it's, it's the way you started this, this whole conversation. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to know that. And, and we know it now, but we are going to experience it in fullness there. And then knowing that, that something that I did, you know, glorified him and pointed to him and directed people to him and, and brought people. Like, that's going to matter. And, and I think, and then knowing that there's things that I did that were half-hearted or opportunities that I missed. I'm going to be there. Like he says, barely escaping the flames mm-hmm. when Paul talks about that. I'm going to be there, but, but it's going to sting to know that yeah. I missed. Like, like not because, you know, I wanted people to think so greatly of me, but because I could have done that for God. Mm-hmm. I, could have, I could have pointed somebody there. I could have reflected his glory. I could have made it about him in a way, and, and we didn't. And so I think we'll suffer that loss. Mm-hmm. One of the most powerful images that kind of relates to this is if anybody has ever watched Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, there, there's that the, last scene. Yep. There's imagery in the last scene where where he, you know, Oscar Schindler is getting ready to flee, you know, and and, and he's he's processing all the stuff that he still has left. He has nothing. Yeah. But he's just like, I could have got ten more people with this car. I could have mm-hmm. got two more people with this ring. Mm-hmm. I could have got, yeah. you know, and that that's kind of the the thing that I think most of us, including myself, have to shake ourselves out of. Um, he, he, this is going to sound maybe harsh, and maybe I'm the only one. See, and, and sometimes I can, you know, the conclusions I make in my own mind can be very, um, may, again, harsher than they need, need to be. Well, it is raining. But, yeah, there, here's, here's the way I see it. When I get to heaven, I don't think God's going to be rejoicing over how many Sundays I came to church. He's not going to be rejoicing over how well I sang. He's not going to rejoice over, you know, a lot of the things that we do that we chalk up to, hey, I brought glory to you. You know, like, hey, I came and I sang my heart out. I gave glory to you. God's going to be, he's going to be like, that's great. But if it didn't motivate you to go get people, what do I care? Yeah. 
You know, I mean, if Jesus was just looking for, for worship, he says flat out, we can make these rocks cry out. I don't need that. I don't need you to do that for me. You know, and, and but we've, we've equated most of what we do to that. You know, um, and again, they're not bad things, but we just, we've missed the, the mark of it, right? Corporate worship is not about checking off corporate worship. I, we should come to corporate worship to worship, you know, have this moment of worship in the presence of God because it motivates us to go tell others about Jesus. Yeah. If it doesn't do that, then quit coming mm-hmm. or change your attitude, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not to be harsh, but yeah. it's like, he's not up there going like, man, you really sang your heart out today. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't motivate us to go try to share him with others, what was the point? You know, so, I mean, that, that's kind of the thing when we look at New Jerusalem. The whole point of, of 21, again, is the joining together of God's people with God. And the only treasure that we're going to bring with us, again, is people. And, and I think that's where, that's the reward, right? Not to walk around and, like, pat yourself on the back, but to know this is the ripple effect of my life, you know? God used me to win this person, who then used that person to win this person, and that person to win this person. It's this, this genealogy of like, I'm the spiritual father of this person, this person, this person, because um, he, he used me in whatever context that was. So That's good. Yeah. Any other thoughts on 21 or anything else? Um. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, just to hit a couple of things, because I, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more just the specifics, because some people might read this and say, well, why is that in there? I just, I just a couple of notes I was writing down to myself that I really didn't hit on is right off the bat, he talks about the new heaven and the new earth. And, and I didn't talk about this as much on Sunday, but I want to encourage us with this amazing truth. God is not trying to get us back to the garden right? The garden was in, it, it was inferior to what's going to be, right? The garden was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But the garden was about innocence. New Jerusalem's about redemption, right? So God is not trying to get us back to, if he was just trying to get us back to the garden, he just clean it up. He's just wiping the slate clean and creating brands, brand new. Mm-hmm. And, and there's actually a passage in Isaiah. And, and if I remember right, in my Isaiah 65 is where I think it's at. Um, where it talks, but this is in the Old Testament too, where God talks, I'm going to recreate everything. He says it in the Old Testament. And the word create there is the same word as creation in the first creation. I'm going to create out of nothing. Like it's, it's going to be brand new. It's going to, you know, and I think that's important for us to understand because we sometimes look back like, oh, we're going to get back to the garden. We're never going to get back to a state of innocence. Adam and Eve, yeah. were in, there was an innocence, mm-hmm. right? New Jerusalem's about redemption. It, it's the redeemed. Right, so there's a difference, and, and it's going to be an amazing thing. Um, the other thing, just to, you know, because I, in my own study, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, it says there's going to be no sea, you know, and some of us might be bummed about that. I actually need to go back to what I said on Sunday. Now that I think about this, because I use an analogy, I think, in second sermon about like a beach, and then it says like there's no sea, so there's probably not going to be beaches. It just kind of dawned on me. In the city of New Jerusalem or in the entirety of See, that, that's the what's New interesting Earth. about it. Because by studying it, I don't know. Because, see, there's also theories on whether... I don't even want to... We're not going to go there. This is be like, <laughs> people are going to be like, what? what? Uh, I, I think in the context almost of, of Earth because... And, and again, this is, is this symbolism? Is this legit uh, the way it's going to be? But if you study uh, Jewish tradition... Uh, the Jewish understanding, the sea was always seen as, some, as it was like a barrier. 
Like, if you look at how the word, like, sea is used in, in Scripture, it's like a barrier. It's, it's reference to evil. If you look at stuff Pastor Matt was preaching, where did the beast come from? The beast came out of the sea. Where did the false prophet come out? It came out of the sea. So the sea has this imagery of evil and, and kind of wickedness and, and kind of... So whether it's legitimately no sea or just something Paul or, or uh, John was trying to get across, what he's saying by no sea, though, is all of this barriers between us and God is gone. The evil is gone. The, the imagery in a Jewish person's mind is all of this things that set itself up against God is removed. It's not there. So does that mean no sea? I don't know. I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not there. I don't know. The, the good news is whether there's a sea or not, which I think there probably is outside of New Jerusalem, but, but even if there's not, we read in 22, you'll get there next week when, when you're preaching, that, that there is a river. There is a river, big river. That flows. And river. so the, you could have a beach on a river. You could have a beach on Guys, a river. So. It doesn't even matter because you're just with Jesus and that's, that's true. all that matters. <laughs> that's true. I mean. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so Shauna plays a trump card. Man. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the other thing. And then the last, you know, the last thing I was just writing down is, is just simply this. And Malia, you alluded to it, but just here's... 21 says that God's going to, the former things will pass away. So I went through and I just wrote down. These are all the things. Sometimes we talk about what is in eternity. You alluded to this, but these are all the things that 21 itself and then a part of 22 tells us. In eternity, there's no tears, there's no sorrow, there's no death, there's no pain, there's no temple, there's no sacrifices, there's no sun, there's no moon, there's no darkness, there's no sin. And in 22, it tells us there's no curse. So, so these are all the no's of 21. Like, these are the things that don't exist anymore. And, and so, again, these are the things that should motivate us and excite us. Yeah, of, sign us up. You know, Jesus is there, but these are all the things that are removed from his presence. So, Which goes back to that point you made, right? That this is that first time, and Malia, you asked this question kind of before we started recording, that God will be with us, mm-hmm. right? Not... not just temporarily, but, but his dwelling will be with us. And so those things can't, I mean, they have to be gone. Um, yeah. And so there's just, there's just confidence that is. Yeah. I heard awesome. uh, David Platt preach, like, I think it was one of his secret church things um, on like dying and death. And uh, he had said that um, he believes that once we die, that we're either Immediately we were in the presence of God or immediately we know we're not in the presence of God. And I just think like that is so scary to think about not like to know that and the fear and the, oh, that I know I don't want that. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. I just, I, you know, like I can't even fathom the amount of fear and the way you would feel. And, you know, it's such a critically important message, and then people will accuse us. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just trying to scare us, no, or you're just trying like, to... But, but David, when you, you put up that Spurgeon quote again yeah, um, on Sunday, which you've mm-hmm. shared before, and, um, and it is just an awesome thing to, to kind of grapple with. Um, but it, it is, that's kind of the attitude, I think, that we have. People look at that as like, oh, you're just trying to scare us, or you just won't let us be us, or... Mm-hmm. You know, trying to be controlled. No, it's just, this is so critically important. And that moment is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how tragic will it be um, to, to not be on the right side of that? And yeah. so, I mean, it just, it, it, it yeah. is, it's hard. I think 
you know, I mean, for me, I think people expect me to act that way from the pulpit to, to say this is what it is. And, mm -hmm. uh, but like when we have these conversations with neighbors and friends and family yeah. members and, you know, then, then people tend to feel like we're being pushy, but sure. it's just so important. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. because we love right. people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If we, if we didn't love people, it would be easy and, to just not yeah. mm -hmm. care and right. not do a thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like parenting. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you wanted to say something because your microphone was getting all scratchy. Over no, there. I was just trying, my hands going numb. I'm trying to hold still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like since she, like, since she like, threw it to I you, now this? you have to say something. Um, yes. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm That's concentrating amazing. very hard this. That's amazing. No, I mean, my husband has said that too, but like before he's like, if I didn't care at all about your, where you're going to, your salvation, like it would be a whole lot easier for yeah. me to be on right? this earth. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I love you enough that I'm willing to put myself out there and, mm -hmm. and have you, you know, hate me or, you know, just go against me or whatever. But yeah, that's it. It's not... You know, it's, it's, we just love people. I mean, it's, it's a, Sounds I don't so know. Simple, yeah. It does, but you like, know what? It's funny like, because like, the Christians that are good at that, mm -hmm. you know, the Christians that are lukewarm right. or that aren't good at that, what do we, what do we do? We're like, oh, well, they're just Jesus freaks. Right. They're mm -hmm. just way intense. Yep. You know, they're not doing anybody any good. Mm -hmm. Well, they're, yeah. they're literally they're trying to save it, yeah. people right. from hell. Exactly. While you sit back and, and say, well, I'd rather like, just let my actions speak for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. well, great. Maybe your actions are awesome, but should you every once in a while right. utter the name of Jesus? So, mm -hmm. you know, we can start to have some dialogue, but, right. but we make ourselves feel better by saying, oh, well, those people are just, they're just Jesus freaks. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just over the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, no, they're really well, just they're doing their job. Ambition, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, this is fun, guys. Nice to have all of us together again. Get the band back together again. I feel like it's kind of been like this up and down the last couple months of who's here and who's not here. So Yeah, it has been. It'd be nice yeah. to get back to normal yes. um, post-COVID things. Not um, too normal. But so, <laughs> so I am curious, though, if... I'm if, bucking the system. If part <laughs> of your after-podcast thing will be, are you going to start sketching out your... your barn style cottage home <laughs> my eternity yep my eternal Get, home. getting Maybe. getting on that uh, what is that the chip and joanna website and <laughs> picking out your decorations and like god you do what you want but <laughs> if you want a reward if me, this is i could really like this sign hanging on the wall oh, that's funny here's okay. some ideas yeah. probably, not, probably not gonna care <laughs> jesus is like i'm going to prepare a place for everybody except malia she'll take care of her yeah. own <laughs> He knows me so well. Oh, that's <laughs> I can funny. Control everything, even when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. <laughs> on that delusional note. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right. <laughs>